0: Welcome to this episode of Method Men. My name is Kevin Nelson, and it is my pleasure to uh, be your host uh, today. I get to go back and have a conversation with somebody that we've had on the show before, Mr. Matt Roll. He is the lead pastor at Asbury United Methodist Church in uh, Bossier City, Louisiana. Uh, Matt has written a new book that I have started, and and I wanted to have Matt back on to talk about this book. But it is it is entitled. Uh, Jesus revealed the I am statements from the book of John and a very interesting conversation of how he came up with the concept uh, about the artwork that's in it and the artist that uh, that created the art uh, and just how he structured each chapter within the book. Uh, very, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great study. Uh, I hope you have the opportunity to, uh, to pick this up and or bring it to uh, the folks within your own congregations to have them look at it uh, as, a, as a possible Bible study uh, in, uh, in your church. All right. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thanks. I am so excited because this is the first time that I've had somebody that we've had on the show back on the show. I want to welcome Matt Raw back into uh, the studio. And Matt, welcome to Method Men.
1: Kevin, thank you so much. Uh, it, it's great to be here. I'm wondering like, so how many times do I need to come on for like a like a coffee mug or like a Method Men t shirt or
0: I I've still got to get all that stuff. I really do. <laughs> yeah. really do. Right. <laughs> it's good to be here,
1: man. Good to be here. Well, I,
0: I really appreciate it. So let let's just start straight out with with uh how you've been, how your your congregation there in, in is it Bojar yeah. City?
1: Bozier City. Yeah. Bozier
0: City, the the United Methodist, uh, the Asbury United Methodist there in Bojier City. How how has it's it's been almost seven, eight months since we've been together, and and yeah. uh, how's everything going?
1: Yeah, it's it's going okay, right? Because we're still. You know, I would love for there to be some kind of post COVID church playbook, but it's just not there. So a lot of us are are figuring things out sometimes by trial and error because the thing that the things that have served us well because we did a series called uh, Canoeing the Mountains, right? The canoe that got us here faithfully. Uh, is is very difficult to use when you're looking at mountains and, and, and not streams, right? Mm-hmm. So we're still trying to figure out how to repurpose that canoe. So here, at least locally, uh, we've gone from two worship services to one uh, because we have been blessed with a beautiful but very large sanctuary uh, that can comfortably fit 750 people. Uh, so So coming out of COVID – It's been a long journey, right? Uh, Not having, because we've been running something like 65% of our uh, regular uh, attendance rate, and there's a growing online community. So a full, uh, at least recently, uh, a full third of our worshiping community is online now. So the sanctuary looks a third less (laughs) full, uh, but that's not that they're not there. They're just there in a different way. So we're still trying to figure out all of these things. And really, I mean, it's testament to the grace of God that uh, there is no playbook for this, so we trust and we keep walking. That's right. And we hold one another, and and uh, and you know what? And I told this to my. We're gonna get it wrong sometimes, uh, and I'll tell you this right now, man. Not everybody's happy about about me switching to one worship service, and and I, I understand that. And sometimes leadership, you, you, it's it's hard, and you have to you know, take a big humility pill every morning when you go to work. Um, but you know, I I I trust that it is it's it's right for this time of the season, and and we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, probably longer uh, than I want to, uh, but we'll we'll get there. <laughs>
0: yeah. As as we were talking before we we started, I mean, yeah. we're never going to go back to what it was before. Sure. And and I yeah. think the quicker that we all just embrace what what's going to be new, in and, and accept new.
1: Right? Yeah. Exactly. Like what's and it's, God it's what's
0: God bringing to us?
1: That's exactly. Right? right. So and it's, um, and it's a dance too, because we can't, Um, it's, it doesn't sound like the gospel to throw everything away that happened before, right? We have, the church has had a 2000 year history, right? So let's not throw away everything, but it also doesn't sound right to try to recapture the past in terms of moving forward. Right. So there's this dance, uh, you know, and I, I talk about like the three marathons of COVID, right? So the first one was a traumatic uh, innovation. Everything was shutting down. We didn't know what to do. Like, what does this even mean? What does COVID even mean? How deadly? is Like, we don't know. Uh, so we had to innovate. We were forced to innovate. And it's been a while since the church has, had to, has been forced to innovate uh, in such a way. Uh, the second COVID marathon, which is just about ending right now, uh, I call existential exhaustion. Uh, because life, uh, the same things that uh, weren't as hard are much harder now. I have four kids, right? So uh, school, and, and you should, again, like, like teaching, like education right now, you should hug a teacher today. Oh my <laughs> gosh, yes. It's so, all the things we're asking of teachers. So so things are, are a lot harder uh, than they used to be. Just like going to school, getting on the school bus because there's shortages and supply chain things and all these things, man, people are tired. And I I totally get it. Uh, but it's also existential in the sense that people are asking good questions. Questions that we should be always asking ourselves. Am I am I in the right place? Am I in the right job? Am I in the right relationship? Am, am I in the right church? Right. Even even that question has been tossed around. And now we're starting, uh, uh to your point, uh, I call the third marathon. Um uh um nostalgic scarcity. <laughs> so we don't have the same kind of funds that we used to have. I mean, milk is twice as expensive, right? And just our And gas and all these things. Um, we don't have the same kind of stewardship that we might've been accustomed to. Uh, so we're therefore spending those resources and using those resources to somehow recapture the past, right? Uh, and that that's a mistake because 2019 is never coming back. Um, we can take what we have, have, inherited. And Paul talks a lot about that in the New Testament, like take what you've inherited from me, like grow from that, grow from the foundation. Don't throw it away. But yeah, we have to look to 2023, right? So for example, um, I'm a big believer that if you you have 20 chairs in the choir loft, you'll never have 21 members of your choir. (laughs) You have to build, you have to have a 21st spot Right.
0: If you want somebody new to come, you got a place, have a place for him to sit. That's That's exactly
1: right. You have to have that 21st chair. Uh, So I've been talking to, for example, like Methodist foundations, specifically the Methodist foundation of Louisiana and and also Texas, Texas Methodist foundation, uh, because it won't, we're not here yet, but it won't be long before someone asks me, Hey, pastor, uh, can I pay for my kid's mission trip with the interest from my Bitcoin? Right. There, there's this whole other (laughs) realm of, Uh, 21st century technology that the church doesn't know what to do with yet. Uh, You know, so there has to be like, for example, like a digital wallet, like what does that even look like locally and at the foundation level, right? So we have to build that 21st chair over time so that we are ready uh, for when this this next generation starts to grow into leadership uh, uh, in the church. We have to be ready for that. Now it's a long game, Right, that's a 10-year project, right? Mm-hmm. To be able for churches in an entire annual conference to accept digital currency, even if digital currency is around for 10, like, I don't know, I'm not smart enough to know that. Right, right. But but it could be an entire revenue stream that that could be used for kingdom growth if we are ready to receive it, right? So uh, those are the kind of questions that we're asking locally and regionally of how we're moving into this new age of of being in the church, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So all of that going on, you had time to write another book. How about that? Right? And 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 it's I, I I'm very blessed that that uh, to Press sent the sent the your, your yeah, new yeah. book to me. Jesus revealed mm. the I am statements in the Gospel of John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, where did this come to? How did this come to yeah. this this uh, this project?
1: great uh well one uh, i'm excited that uh, again kudos to Abingdon the press uh I, I call this my first big boy book because it's not written on scrooge or the grinch or or dr who it's about jesus this time so that's exciting uh this actually started uh as my ordination my mandatory ordination bible study oh wow uh, that that all clergy have to submit via the discipline, right? The discipline says you have to do a, a Bible study for ordination. And I did a four-week Bible study on the I am statements. So friends never throw anything away. <laughs> Cause it, you know, all good ideas have a, have a time, uh, uh to be fruitful. Uh, so it was actually a 10 year, of a 10 year, uh, prog, uh, project that I started, uh, yeah, about 10 years ago. Uh, I did a sermon series on, on four of the I am statements uh, and then over time, and I've partnered with uh, Sarah Dewey, is an artist, a local artist. She did, uh, as you're flipping through the book, the art that's at the beginning of each chapter is an actual painting, a physical painting that she did to accompany the study. So over 10 years, she and I have like tweaked it and looked at it and revisited it. And, you know, uh, uh, so it's, it's a labor of love. Uh, so it didn't like fall out of the sky for sure. Uh, it took a long time to to get to where it is. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a study, and and I know that this is not the only book on the market about the I am statements. Right? It's not the only book that's out there. But what sets this apart, one, is the recognition of how all of these I am statements work together, and that that really is
0: testament to the magnificence of John's gospel, right? Well, and that so, was that was a question that I had was the I am statements are in the other gospels,
1: right? Why, Jesus why, himself. Why,
0: why John? Why did you, what, what was so different about John that you said, okay, I'm, I'm, this is where I'm going.
1: That's great. Yeah. So, so first, like every, every, every gospel has their own flavor. Right, so Matthew is like a teaching gospel. Right, it's it's systematic and it's it's easier to follow than than some of the other gospels. Uh, The gospel of Mark is short and it is to the point, and Jesus is going here, there, and everywhere, and like you got to keep up, man. You you have to like hang on to the coattails and keep up with what Mark is doing. And then Luke is like a a Gentile gospel. It's it's for the outsiders. It's mission minded in its in its flavor. The gospel of John uh, is like a piece of art. It's an artwork. It's deep. It has layers. Uh, it, 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 it doesn't shy away from theological writing, right? It doesn't shy away. Like, um, uh, like in the gospel, of John is the only gospel. We have, uh, the wedding in Cana water into wine, right? Mm-hmm. John doesn't shy away from some of these things. Like for example, um, John chapter three, uh, which is Jesus and Nicodemus, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John chapter three exists just fine on its own. Jesus is talking to a named, man of high status in the middle of the night in secret. And Nicodemus leaves rather confused. He's like, born again, my mama's not going to like that at all. <laughs> She's right. going to take issue with that. But So it stands on its own just fine until you get to John chapter four, where Jesus meets with, a, the, the, it's the Samaritan woman at the well. Jesus meets with an unnamed woman at high noon in the center of town, and she leaves being the first evangelist in the entire gospel. She converts her entire town. So what you discover with John is John chapter three works just fine on its own. John chapter four works just fine on its own. But when you put them together, they're actually inverses of each other. And it's just masterful storytelling. So when we dive into the I am statements, it is this inexhaustible well of of God's divine presence in these things. Like I am light uh, reveals Jesus divinity in a way, because light comes from up there, out there, like the sun and, and, uh, light is timeless. It never decays. And light is just the kind of this perfect metaphor for Jesus. But then Jesus follows that up with, I am bread and bread doesn't grow on trees. It's an You got to put it all together. It takes work. It takes hard work to make bread. And so, so I am bread in a way reveals Jesus's full humanity, right? And then the good shepherd brings those two together, because shepherd is also a word for God, right? The 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. It also represents uh, uh, King David, like an earthly king. So Jesus is fully human and fully divine, and that comes together. So all of the I am statements, what we begin to discover is that all of the I am statements work together to offer us this really full and rich picture of what God is doing the person of Jesus, and that's really what what I think that that this study sets apart uh, from other "I am" studies is is how those things work together, uh, which is a, a call to action uh, for for all all of the believers out there is to uh, you might you might understand Jesus as I am light, and that's just kind of where you are, and someone your a, a brother might uh, I am bread is the image that that he follows. What might happen then if we work together <laughs> and bring these two? If we unite and, and do good work together, and like you, you, you can hang on. I am bread, and I'll hang on. I am light, but put them together, we might just have a really full picture of who Jesus is. You know, absolutely.
0: So I really like the way that you've structured each chapter. Yeah, yeah in yeah. the fact that you've got you know the scene, the act, the the drama, and then what your role in that whole thing is. Can you explain how you, you yeah, came up with super, that
1: concept? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super. So, and again, like the gospel of John is, is, it's almost read like a, like a play, like a, like a drama. So like, uh, cause Jesus has one-on-one conversations with people that go on for, for chapters, right. For, for verses really. Right. You know, so, Jesus and Nicodemus, like, have this one-on-one conversation, almost as if you're watching a play, right? And then he goes on and has this conversation with the Samaritan woman, has a conversation with Mary and Martha. Like, there's these really rich kind of one-on-one conversations that Jesus has with people. So it kind of made sense to me, in structuring the book at least, is looking at the I am statement in its immediate context, which I call the scene, right? When Jesus says, I'm the vine and you are the branches, like, what is happening in its immediate context? But then there's also every play has not only a scene, but an act, like act one and act two. How, in other words, how does, for example, I am the vine work in the New Testament as a whole, right? Uh, uh, what, what does planting a vineyard mean in, in other parts of, of the New Testament? And this this connectedness, because Paul is all about being connected together uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's the play, which is the entirety of the Bible, Right is how does this idea of a vineyard work in the Old Testament? Because Jesus wasn't new on the scene. John is quite clear that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, right? This wisdom of God has been here all the time. Therefore, this imagery can be found throughout the entire Bible. But then ultimately, ultimately, you have to get to what is my role in this? What is our role in this play that's, that, that, that's happening? Because it's one thing to say, like, Jesus is the bread of life and Jesus fed 5,000 people. Jesus would then say like, you know, you could feed 5,000 people too, (laughs) right? How you you get busy, right? Right. You know? Yeah. And I love it because even in the gospel of John, Jesus says, my followers will do even greater things than I, you know, and that is remarkable to think about that. Jesus who walked on water and fed 5,000 people and who was raised from the dead said, my followers will do even more incredible things uh, than I did. So there's always in all of these statements. And frankly, uh, in every sermon, right? In every study, in every lesson, there has to be, or there should be some call to action. You know, preacher, what are you asking me to do? I mean, it's one thing to say, I am the light of the world. That's great. And that exercises my brain, but I also need to exercise my my arms <laughs> and my feet <laughs> and, and, and I need my to voice. get out there. And, yeah. yeah. And all the things, right? Um, you know, cause I am light uh, is, is, is illuminating places of suffering in the world you know to walk with one because the light in in because Jesus says you know walk while you have the light right so let's walk together right? Let, let's let's show that light in in the suffering places of the world so yeah it's it's the scene uh the act the play and then what is our role? Uh, and all of that. Because if there's not something to do at the end of the day, uh, church becomes a spectator sport.
0: <laughs> we, we
1: have to get busy doing something for Jesus, you know?
0: That's right. All right. So I haven't, as I said, I've only read a couple of chapters, but, and by the way, I'm going to use this with my men's Bible study here in my neighborhood. I, I forgive and you. It just came out. The book just came out. I forgive no, no, you. <laughs> no, it's all right. But the last two chapters, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. I am the resurrection mm-hmm. and the life. Yep. Is there a difference in the description of life in those last two chapters?
1: That's super. That's a super question, and I think yes. Uh, and and th- and this is why. So, um, with with all of the I am statements. Uh, we we tend to understand that they're metaphors. I I am light doesn't mean that Jesus is physically glowing, right? I am bread doesn't mean that Jesus is like rye or pumpernickel <laughs> or sourdough, right? But then when we get to I am the way, like sometimes we kind of hold on to that doctrinally instead of experientially. And what I mean by that is uh, when Jesus is, it's, this is John chapter 14 Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. He's not consoling them because Jesus is going to Jerusalem. What he's saying is that you're going to suffer just like I am. I'm going to Jerusalem and don't be troubled by it. Don't be, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way to God. And that way is like a roadway. And at the time of Jesus speaking, all roads lead to Rome. (laughs) And those roads are littered with people on crosses, right? So what he's saying is that I'm going to suffer. And Sorry to say, but you're going to suffer too, but don't don't be troubled about that. So there is this idea of unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground, it isn't fruitful. So in the context of I'm the way, it's a sacrificial life. I'm the way, the truth, and the sacrificial life, the way to God. But then when the tomb is empty, we realize that that sacrificial life actually becomes an abundant life, right? So it's almost like a contradiction, but it's a complementary way of understanding our walk as Christians. Uh, I mean, Paul says it all the time, like, when I am weak, I am strong, right? When when I am humble, when, when I uh, am obedient, uh, then the real Christian strength is seen uh, because it is Christ who is living within us. It, it's not me, it's Jesus living within us. So, I, so that's an excellent question, and no one has asked me that question yet. So, kudos, Kevin. hey, how about kudos, that? man? You get the you get the gold star today, man. Um, uh, yes, I do think there is a difference because in one there is a sacrificial life, uh, the way the truth and life, and then the other is the abundant life of resurrection. Uh, that that is is about eternal life. So it's that it's that tension, that Christian tension of sacrifice and abundance, uh, uh, existing in the same place.
0: Mm. Very, very. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. So I want to go back to Sarah. Uh, How long has she been working on these paintings?
1: Yeah. Oh, great. So when we first started talking about this, so Sarah is a local artist uh, in Shreveport. So Shreveport and Bossier City are right next door to each other. Uh, And this was something like 10 years ago, 12 years ago. We were sitting at a Starbucks, uh, just chatting it up. And I, and I asked her, I said, hey, I'm doing this four-week sermon series based on my Bible study that I did during ordination. Uh, and she was a local artist and musician. And I said, what does I Am Light look like to you? So like, she went home and like took her video camera, and did like all these different filters and things and like got sunlight and moonlight and all these things. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is incredible. And I knew she was a musician as well. So I said, okay, what does I Am Light sound like to you? So then, she wrote an original piece of music to accompany the video. Oh wow! Like, this is incredible, right? I was like, "This is incredible." Let, let's keep this train going. So, when we did it the first time, it was only four weeks. We called it Light Bread, Name, and Life. So, I'm I'm the Good Shepherd was Name because Jesus calls us by name, and and we know Christ through that calling. Uh, and she had an, an original piece of music and original video for each one. It was fantastic. And then a couple of years later, when I moved to another church, as all good pastors do, they opened their file to see what they have though that, that really, really worked in their previous mm-hmm. context. Uh, and we and we fleshed it out. We did, we did six of the seven I am statements, uh, with also with new music and new video and and this kind of thing. And really, we did on Holy Thursday, um, or at least I did, uh, put all of them together. And on Holy Thursday, we had a movie preview or, or, or a, a premiere where we showed all of them at one time when it was something like a 22 minute expression of Christ and no words were spoken. It was it was just images and oh, that's uh, cool. uh, and music. Yeah, it was super cool. Uh, and, and like, I didn't know anyone else doing something like that. And that's fun. And then in this latest iteration, because I'm, I'm actually doing it in my home church or here at Asbury uh, in October <laughs> um, uh, here. So we haven't even done it here at Asbury. In this latest iteration, it made sense to her in her journey as, as an artist to take what was exclusively digital and make it analog in a way. So she took like those music videos and then translated them into a physical piece of artwork. In fact, this weekend in Shreveport, uh, we're having a book release party and an art show. Like she's bringing her art pieces. I'm bringing the book. uh, And we're going to have, you know, uh, a little, little, uh, little hot dogs, uh, uh, pigs in a blanket and, and uh, uh, some punch. Uh, And we're going to talk about uh, how artful the gospel of John is. So her journey is also super interesting too, because she's in a place where um, her her relationship with church isn't where it used to be. Uh, And when I asked her in this latest iteration, like, Hey, I think this is going to be a study with Abingdon Press. Do you want to join with me again and and do something like that? And her only request was, I'll do it as long as I don't have to use words because she's just in a different place than I am in terms of the life of the church. And that all of that is fine. Sure. It was with me that all of that is fine. So I said, no, like, you don't have to use it. Just do use your paintbrush because everyone has their own paintbrush. Like for some it's art, for some it's numbers, for some it's athletics, for some it's knowing how to build a house (laughs) or rewire a house safely. Everyone has some kind of paintbrush that God has given them to share their gift with the world. And I'm just thankful that Sarah's paintbrush. Is actually a paintbrush. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> to help with the That's study, yeah, man. It's she's super talented.
0: She is super talented for sure. That's great. So you just mentioned that you're you're going to launch this study within your own home church. Yeah. And is, are you going to do it weekly? Is it going to be a sermon series? How are you, how are you approaching this?
1: Yeah. And this was a happy accident. I would love, Kevin, I would be lying to you if I said, I planned it this way. (laughs) This is just a, just kind of a happy accident. Well, or, or, or the spirit moving through it. And I wasn't aware. Um, So we are starting it on uh, the first Sunday of October, uh, which means that the very last week I'm the resurrection and I am the life will happen on all saints Sunday when we are already talking about all of those who are now living in the heart of God, those who have gone before us, those who will taste resurrection before we, because we are still here uh, and they are in uh, the heart of God. So it, it's just a really fun accident that it's a six-week study and it came out uh, in in August. Therefore, I can do it in October in my home church so that All Saints Sunday is a day of resurrection. Oh, that's uh, see, Oh, We're doing it weekly, right? We're doing it weekly starting in October uh, so that in October has five Sundays, which is can be tricky sometimes, and the and the study is six weeks. Even though there are seven I am statements, let me also be honest about that. I am the gate is also uh, an I am study, and I kind of wrap that into I am I am the good shepherd, uh, and, and not for any deep theological reason. I didn't quite know what to do with I am the gate, <laughs> so I just kind of wrapped it up into I am the good shepherd because it happens in the same chapter. So it's it's a six week study instead of a seven week study. Uh, but yeah, so we are doing it as a church-wide study. Uh, from the pulpit, but also the Sunday school classes are taking advantage of Amplify Media, uh, which will have me teaching the lesson. So it's about seven or eight minutes of me teaching the chapter. And then it's a, a two and a half minutes of Sarah presenting her artwork. So it really is with no other study that I've ever done. And this is my 11th book, my ninth solo book, but my 11th book overall with having the press and no other study was the video portion is the video portion of this more important because there's this whole experiential part of that. You get to see Sarah do it's a time-lapse video and original music too. She wrote original music for this as well. Seeing her create these pieces of art uh, in a time-lapse video is just, it's it's worth it. Right? It's just worth it. Plenty of people have heard me talk, but who has seen Sarah create artwork in real time You know, on, on the video? So in no other study has the video portion of this really accompanied the book uh, as well as this study for sure.
0: Oh, that's fantastic well I, I i can't thank you enough for taking time to come on here and, and discuss this with me and and uh hopefully those that are listening will will uh reach out by the book and and uh uh i i think it's going to be a fantastic study for my group my men's group here and and we're gonna I'm still trying to convince my wife that we're going to do it in our Sunday school class, but uh, whatever you need to do, man, Uh, whatever, whatever whatever I got to do, do, (laughs) whatever works, whatever works, Matt, God bless you, brother. Let me, uh, let me pray us out of here. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good and gracious. God, I just thank you so much for Matt. I thank you for his passion and his love for you Mm -hmm. and Lord. I just thank you for him extending his ministry into the written word, not just from the pulpit, Mm. so that more and more of us can can learn more about you. Mm. And this book specifically, the I Am Statements, this, this look from John's vision mm. uh, that gives us a, a much broader and a much deeper sense and understanding about who you are and and what you mean to us. Lord, we just pray that in all things that you let us know what our role is. Keep us moving forward. Mm. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Matt, thank you so much. Thank you, Kevin. Good to talk to you, man.